Veronica, you're all set too, right? I'm all set. Awesome. You got your seltzer and Sprite and chicken noodles? And crackers. Add away. That's the way to do it. <laughs> All right, well, that, with all that being said, five, four, three, two, one. one. Hello, world, in a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Okay, welcome back, listeners. Uh, we have ourselves such an exciting podcast. I've been looking forward to it all week. Oh, boy, the past two weeks, right, Veronica, when you said, hey, we're going to get so-and-so on. The (laughs) so-and-so is about to be introduced. It's going to be the best. My name is David (laughs) Oje. I'm at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com, and I'm joined, as always, by Beth. Hello, I'm at H-I-V-E-R-H-U-I-T on Twitter, and I just realized Dave uses note cards for this. Uh, no, this is the first time I'm using a notebook oh. for a podcast, <laughs> well, actually. Special guest. I have that and oh. my gigantic notepad co- uh, document on my giant monitor. And Veronica! Yeah, I'm at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. Now, the reason uh, I want to get things rolling here is that with us tonight is a distraction, feminist, <laughs> and Black Lives Matter advocate. You know her from Rogers Hometown Hockey and the top... Her game interviews on Sportsnet. I am so pleased and honored to introduce Tara Sloan. How are you doing, Tara? Hey, I'm good. I'm super honored to be here with you tonight. Oh, my God. Take my breath away. (laughs) We're so exciting. We're so happy. Yes, you are exciting. This is really nice. Thank you. Thank you. We try so hard to make it a a pleasant and welcoming atmosphere for all the guests (laughs) that we have on. That have been plenty, not to brag. (laughs) <laughs> but we, we, we try to have ourselves a good time. Um, so, Tara, how can you tell us about the top of her game interviews? Because I think like a ton of people, of course, follow the uh, hometown hockey uh, for Rogers hometown hockey. So because it's such a great, warm, excellent event that the NHL does with, um, you know, well, you know, and everyone else knows that helps <laughs> out local rinks. Now, how did the top of her game interviews come about? And just give us your take. <laughs> what is it? Well, yeah, I, we we just wrapped up almost the entirety of our sixth season. We were three stops short on the hometown hockey tour, unfortunately, when uh, the pause was pressed on the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, that's that's sad for us. And we were all left with this enormous gap in the sports landscape. And, of course, you know, everything's back in, and rolling right now for now. Um, But, you know, I think one thing that it has done is allowed us to see what's missing and what we haven't been paying attention to. And I think, you know, on a grander scale, we were looking at matters of racial justice and social justice. And uh, on a sort of micro level at Sportsnet, I mean, I have always tried to include as many sort of representative stories as possible on, on Rogers hometown hockey. And that's been a great platform for that. Um, but you know, I, I like scrolling through even Sportsnet's web page and you know, there, there are, aren't very many stories about women. And so we know that there are plenty of stories to be told. They just need a place to be told. So I was given the opportunity to, to host and take part in the creation of, of an interview show. We uh, have, a feature interview per week and sort of a feature story per week with inspiring women and girls in the world of sports. So we've just kind of, we're on to week 13 now and, and we're just going to, uh, we're going to keep going until they tell us to stop, which was 
we hope is never. That I, <laughs> so do we. Yeah. Not to be never, because, of course, Veronica's the one that introduced me to the show and said, hey, you should check this out. So over the past uh, week or two, since we found out, I've been taking time to try to find the material. Now, unfortunately, Beth and I live in the United States, and uh. getting Sportsnet stuff is kind of tough. However, uh, for those uh, listeners of ours that are uh, from the States, uh, YouTube, uh, Sportsnet champ, Sportsnet's channel has a few uh, clips and sometimes the full interviews uh, from uh, some of the guests, of which there's some incredible guests here, like Angela James. Mm-hmm. Hello. The you know, GOAT. Yeah. The GOAT. The mm-hmm. Mark Messier. The Wayne Gretzky of women's hockey. Um, Liz Manley, I think, was just recently this oh, past. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. And that's such a, what a, I, that's the one I, I watched today before leading up to this. And it's, they are such great inspiring and at times you know just it it opens your eyes to yeah exactly Mm -hmm. gut-wrenching it opens uh, your eyes to just how hard uh things are for uh, these women athletes i i mean the list goes on we you had a a senator uh chantel uh wait a second petty claire petty claire Blake Bolden as well, and yeah. then uh, some younger athletes in Matea Onlin and Faye Abert. Just and there's more names than those. It's such a great mm. story and such a great initiative for Sportsnet uh, to allow that. I'm a huge fan, and I've been talking yeah. a lot. I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I want okay. to talk to you, um, Tara, <laughs> Thanks, about <Veronica. laughs> the, the episode with Rachel Den Hollander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a stirring conversation that Oof, was. Man. I mean, yeah. So yeah, for people out there who might not recognize the name, I'm sure they they know the story that um many, many, like hundreds of, mm-hmm. of women came forward against a terrible, terrible man named Larry Nasser, who was the doctor for USA Gymnastics. And basically the story broke open once uh, a news, an Indiana, Indianapolis uh, newspaper published uh, some, some exposés and Rachel Den Hollander was the first person to publicly come out against him. And I also um, talked to Maggie Nichols, who is a world renowned, world-class gymnast who was also one of his victims, who's a survivor and an advocate. And, and both of those women have told their story in the Netflix documentary called Athlete A, which I think everybody should watch just to, I mean, it's an incredible story of resilience with these women, but also just to see what kind of things can happen when things go unchecked. Um, So, yeah. So I was really very honored to have Maggie and and Rachel on the show. And, um, you know, you just hope that you, I, I think we all hope that just by, speaking about these matters that it makes it feel safer for somebody else out there who hasn't been able to come forward. And just, if we can change uh, one life, then that's that's yeah. the best possible thing. And she was, she was just so impressive and such a powerful communicator. Mm-hmm. It was yes. a really, really, really enjoyable, like just enthralling watch. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, oh, and Tara, I knew that you liked singing, but I didn't <laughs> know that you trained to for the opera. 
Yeah. So I did my goal when I was younger, much, much younger. So all, all throughout high school was to be an opera singer. So I actually started my, my university, my first university <laughs> attempt, um, was at Dalhousie university, uh, in, in opera. And I just, I honestly, I just didn't have the discipline at that. I was 18 mm. and, you know, it just really required, um, you just have to have a, a level of commitment that I just, I didn't possess at that time. So I ended up going to theater school at Concordia University in Montreal. Um, and then went on to, you know, front, front a rock band and, and do that professionally for the better part of a, a decade. So I, you know, I got to sing for a living, but just not in at La Scala or any kind of opera house. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, I'd still I break it out. If, yeah, you know what? If I like, if I have a few glasses of wine, sometimes I'll <laughs> I'll break so, it out just for fun. <laughs> so I was never, um, I never did the opera thing, but I was a choir kid uh, uh-huh. for fourteen years of my life. Um, so I just, I, I want to know what your voice part was. I'm, I what? Well, I'm not anymore, but I was a soprano. Okay. And yeah, I loved, I mean, choirs, that's what got me hooked in the first place. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I even, um, I even joined a church choir. My family's Buddhist, so I had no connection <laughs> with the church whatsoever, but I joined a church choir when I was in grade eight because nice. I want, I wanted to sing that music. Yeah. It's so fun. Like I, um, when so. I was in college, we sang a, a full requiem with a string, uh, quartet and an organist <sighs> in one of the oldest churches in the United States. Um, and it was amazing. Like one of the best experiences of my life, like to say that I performed that. Um, so I get it. Like, I know like my family is not Catholic or whatever, but it was just like, like that music, it just brings something like Mm -hmm. burning in you. So I get it. Yeah, totally. Totally. Very excellent. (laughs) Yes, I am nodding. (laughs) Cause I agree with everything. And he's also a musician. So he loves this stuff. These are props over here. (laughs) The microphone was only a hand me down. You know, it's okay. I, I, I dabble, but you know, what can you do? Just, just so many, so many great, excellent things. Now, one of the things that I don't know, Tara, is that do you play yourself uh, hockey? No, 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 no. I, you know, and I mean, I, I hate to sort of blame it on the era, but I mean, when I was growing up, I honestly didn't know a single girl um, or woman who played. I I grew up for the most part in Nova Scotia and I'm sure there were women who played, but I I didn't know any of them. And it it never even occurred to me as a thing I could do. Um, But I fell in love with hockey. My, my dad, my family's from Montreal. So Mm -hmm. I, I fell in love with the Habs at a super yes. young age. And yeah. And I mean, so <laughs> yeah. that was, you know, I, I loved, I loved the game. I loved the camaraderie. I loved the competition. So that was the, that was Saturdays with my father and I was a Matt's Naslin fan. He was mm-hmm. my, I I'm dating myself. So I think anybody listening to <laughs> like, okay, she liked, she liked it back in the eighties. Um, so, but yeah, it, it really, it didn't occur to me as something that was possible for me. And, and I mean, that's part of my motivation, you know, to, to highlight women in sport and women in hockey in particular, when we're doing hometown hockey, like I want girls, like I, my daughter's, you know, sitting 10 feet away from me. She's 11. Like I want 
her to see all of these things that that she can be and, and do with her life. So after seeing these things that are now, you know, way more prevalent than they, uh, you know, uh, were back then, um, is she a hockey player? So is no, her- she she's refused until so until this year she's actually refused. I think there's she she has noise canceling headphones on. Thank goodness. Ah, so she's not <laughs> but nailed it. All right. We so she yeah. There's some like I think for her honestly there's been an association that equates hockey with me being away so i think that it's there's a bit of a negativity for her but that being said there's a really great um female league in our neighborhood and it's sort of an all ages thing um and so and very non-competitive and so she actually had agreed to sign up for the season and the season's canceled oh man yeah so, but I, I'm hoping next year. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a fantastic league where you know it doesn't your level of skill doesn't matter and you can kind of enter at any point. So I am hoping Great. that that next year it will be possible because I just think I you know I believe in in sport and especially team sport as being a really valuable experience. For sure, absolutely. Uh, now- when you mentioned before, I might have missed it. Is it just a girls' league or is it like a co-ed hockey league? It's a, there is a, it's just a girls league, but it's like ages, I don't know, seven to 17 and she could be oh, easily yeah. on, uh, there's a lot of mentorship, so yeah. she could easily be on a, a line with a 17 year old. So yeah, it's sort of an interesting well, model. Yeah. That'd be exciting. I yeah. say she goes for it once the world is back <laughs> to normal. I will force her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one season. And then we can say you did it. And if you don't like it, you can leave. Exactly. Exactly, exactly what I did with minor league baseball back in the day. <laughs> I was terrible. Oh, my Lord, it was bad. Um, speaking of kids, I was watching your interviews with Faye and Mattia. Mattia, Mattia yeah. Mattia. And um, Mattia's a little bit older. But I just was, I was really impressed with how you talked to your younger interviewees because hmm. um, I feel like sometimes when people talk to kids mm-hmm. they they forget like hey this is a person mm-hmm. that knows things um, like you knew that Faye could talk about things that you had you weren't that you didn't have the information like you were not calling you ignorant but like you were ignorant of um, the the skating surface. Yeah, no, I didn't know like street skating versus yeah. bowl skating. Like, I don't like, know what that is yeah. either. Um, and so you were like, okay, you were the expert here. You tell me about it. Um, and I just really appreciated that, that you, you gave them even more agency um, mm-hmm. to talk about what they are the experts in. Um, and I just, I feel like a lot of people forget that sometimes when they're talking to somebody who's a lot younger than them. Mm. Um, I just thought that was really great. And I hope people take pointers from you Mm. on that well thank you I mean I I think probably I mean I'd like to I'd like to think that's sort of who I am but I am also you know the mother of an 11 year old girl so Mm -hmm. I I know I know how much of a a person they are by the time they're (laughs) well but I mean honestly very very early on but so you know talking to Faye who's 10 um you know that was kind of like I just talked to her like I would talk to my daughter Mm -hmm. which is you know, in very, very plain, straightforward language. Yeah. But thank you. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Mm. Now, this is a bit of an aside, but with Faye, 
if I'm remembering correctly, didn't she have some sort of project together with Tony Hawk? Wasn't that part of that mega ramp thing of hers? Um, if I, if I missed that, then I um she I mean she may have come into contact with him, but I I don't think she I'm not sure she's met him personally. Was that her? I did see a little girl do a big ramp, but I didn't know if that was her. There or not. there is a girl named Sky. Oh. Sky Brown. She's I think she lives in California. Sky and, and Faye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Faye's, Faye's Canadian and Sky, I hope I got her name right. Um, yeah. So she definitely knows Tony. Yeah, I'm sure actually they both know Tony because yes. Faye is incredible. Yeah. From the the part the you know, the the very paltry knowledge that I have of skateboarding from video games and growing up surrounded by skateboarders when I was a when I was younger. Um she she's very good. <laughs> yeah, she's a fearless ten year old, and she's yeah, it's she's incredible. got it. Yeah, it's it's mind blowing. Yeah, it's very cool to watch for sure. Mm. Now, not that I wanted to uh, concentrate on your daughter, but does she have a favorite hockey team, and why is it the Habs? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. She's a bit of a contrarian, so I would uh, say how much? Yeah, much. Um, so if she, well, you know what she. When she was little, we, we lived in Calgary for um, basically her from when she was one to six. And so we went to a lot of Calgary Hitman games so of, of the WHL. So I would think that she would say the Calgary Hitmen are her favorite team. Um, but she, she's also known to, to wear a Calgary Flames shirt, too. Hmm. Yeah, I know. It's not. It's not. The <laughs> I'm answer. not mad about that. It's not the answer you want to hear. But <laughs> I'm not no, no. You're not I'm... in this. Listen, you're. They're not in the same conference. Like when I was yeah. in Calgary, <laughs> I kind of felt like I could like the Flames yeah. until the Flames and Habs played. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to think. Yeah, and honestly, when it comes to me, like in my casual fan uh, stuff, unless I'm trying to get something together for the podcast, anything that's Western Conference is essentially a black hole. Like I just I have no idea what's happening. Like, I don't even, like who's who's playing Dallas and Vegas? Yeah. Uh, whatever. It's okay. Marsha So is from Montreal, undrafted. Great story. That's all I know. Done. <laughs> Limit of my knowledge. Well, it's I mean, with the time difference, it's really difficult. And I grew up in Nova Scotia. I, I didn't know anything about the the Western Conference. It's an hour, still even an hour later there. So, you know, games would start at like twelve midnight or something. Oh. So forget it. Yeah, forget it. (laughs) I live in this time zone and I don't watch them. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) They only become like people um, at work. They'll try to talk to me about the Canucks and I'm just, I don't know. I don't know who that is. I don't know. (laughs) We, We tried to bluff our way into knowing the name of the captain of the Canucks and we got it wrong. Oh, what did you call him? Um, I forgot now. Was it Bo? It's Bo Horvat. Okay, I thought it was the other B. Brock <laughs> Besser. Brock, no, not Brock. It's Bo Horvat. <laughs> you should pay attention. I mean, as just a, a an objective hockey fan, they're a great team. You I know they are exciting. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. Fun, they're, they're fun to watch. But like yeah. <laughs> Veronica and I went to a Canucks game, and we only knew Jordy Ben. <laughs> That's we why have... I know why, but yeah. yeah we're, like, we were at, we were there, and I was like, well, I know who that is, but um, 
No, and to be clear, it was the Habs playing them. The Habs playing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you only have eyes for for them. <laughs> I understand. Do we do deep dives? Um, <laughs> yeah, very deep. <laughs> Tara, um, if any, if any uh, girls out there are listening, mm-hmm. how did you come to be the host of the Breakfast Television in Calgary, and then kind of your evolution to where you are now? It's I I you know it's funny I get asked that by a lot of um, media students and I yeah. always say like, I'm like well you're not going to follow my path because my path was winding and and not very straightforward so like I said I was involved in yeah I was involved in I was in the music business I was in a band called Joy Drop and we put out a couple of of albums and did a lot of touring and then. I did a solo record and I was on a show called Rockstar in Excess. And then, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I was getting fatigued. Uh, I was getting really worn out doing the music thing. And it's just, it's a grind for anybody who's done it knows it's an absolute grind. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about where I wanted to transition and how, and the doors for television, luckily for me had started to open. And I just decided to sort of put a reel together of my very sort of limited experience. And I was lucky enough to find a very, a small station in Toronto where I got to be an entertainment writer, producer, host, and kind of learned on the job. And so after a couple of years there, I landed a job hosting a morning show in Calgary. And that's, you know, I was working for the same company that owns Sportsnet. And then I, you know, it's just one of those things. But I I really intentionally turned my um, my sights to sports when I got into TV and hockey in particular. So yeah, when when in hometown hometown hockey was uh, announced, I I made it very clear that I wanted to be a part of it, and you know, kind of went through yeah. all the necessary interviews and conversations and chats with Ron McLean, and I, I got really I was really lucky, right place, right time, and kind of sometimes you got to raise your hand and say like okay look yeah. at me this is what I want because otherwise who knows yeah, yeah. go yeah, for agreed. it go for it Underline. exactly that's awesome so how cool is Ron <laughs> <laughs> he's very cool yeah okay. yeah yeah no I, I owe him a, yeah I owe him a, a great debt of gratitude he's awesome. you know he's really the reason because when I started hometown hockey I was really a much more peripheral role kind of more like a reporter who, who you know, mm-hmm. said hi once in a while and said, hey, I'm outside with a bunch of people. And then, you know, I'd have like a couple minutes of airtime per night. And it was really him who wanted me to, to be his co-host and never for a second um, made me feel inferior or doubted my ability. He always was, you know, wanted to share everything. Um, so, yeah, he's he's been... Really amazing. He sounds super cool. Actually. Yeah, he does. You don't hear <laughs> that too much about Ron. No, at least we never hear anything about Ron. We just see him, hear him, and say, "Good job, Ron," but never uh, <laughs> something like that. So that's really cool to hear. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Honestly, yeah, that's very awesome. Yeah, he's been great. Great. He's a busy man right now, but he's <laughs> no, I can only I'm sure imagine. he could use a break. Oh yeah. Do you know anybody in the bubble? I don't know anybody in the bubble, or at least nobody that I'm like in contact with i mean obviously we have oh actually no wait i'm sorry i do know people in the bubble 
<laughs> of course they did. I know I do know people in the bubble, but nobody I'm in like constant contact with. But yes, we right. have a lot of of technical um, crew who are in right. Edmonton right now in the bubble, and then we have people who are in the sort of second layer of bubbles, mm-hmm. so reporters mm-hmm. who aren't actually. But yeah, actually, a number of our, our technical people are there. So I really just follow them on on Instagram and see their bubble <laughs> posts. Oh. Oh, it's so God. surreal. That's, I mean, it's, I'm sure they'll look, I mean, I know, I actually, no, I do know, <laughs> I'm like brain dead. <laughs> I do know people in the bubble. Um, I know that it's, I know that it's boring at times, <laughs> but I'm sure that they will look back on this as a very unique and special experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure um, there's lots of bonding, you know, friendship <laughs> bonding happening too, because when you're sequestered with people like that, it's, um. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Habs did a puzzle. So. They did a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> a big one. Uh, yeah, like a, was a, like a thousand or something. Pieces. Yeah, I don't know. They did oh, a my puzzle. God. I did one of those with people that I like, and I was like, this is bollocks. I don't want to do this again. Yeah, you really got to make your you own statement. You have to be committed. <laughs> um, And, you know, speaking about the bubble, uh, it was just announced either today or yesterday that the NHL mentioned seven weeks, no cases. That's phenomenal. That's better than most countries on the planet, which is very cool. So kudos to mm-hmm. the whole team to put that together. And number one, the commitment of the people uh, working in the bubble and just making sure that players and everyone else associated with the league are safe and going about their business the best that they can. So it's 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 a pretty astonishing thing. I think that should be uh, lauded as much as as much as it can be. Totally. I'm you know, I was cautiously optimistic but i'm not sure anybody really expected it to go off this flawlessly Mm. um yeah it sounds like they're doing everything right and well they obviously are i i I do think you know they have the right safeguards in place i know they have people who are making sure that everybody's following all of the protocols and it's they've done a really good job and now they have well i i have no inside information as to sort of where they're headed for the next season but you know now they have the advantage of being able to look back at this and also look at the other sports leagues that are underway like the nfl and sort of see how maybe they can shape the the coming season i saw that they had spectators at the florida game i can't even i can't even (laughs) i don't know man yeah there's that's a whole bag just yeah. <laughs> of course, I'm not a football watcher, Me and either. I don't think uh, Beth or Veronica are either. No. Nope. No. Okay, so we're just what we see from social media, and it's not awesome. It's Lots not awesome. of very bad things. Like, for instance, okay, I'm just going to dive right into it then. The moment of unity that they had, separate from the whole Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not the Pledge of Allegiance. Star-Spangled Banner. The Star-Spangled <laughs> Banner. Thank you, Veronica, for reminding <laughs> me about that. But during the anthem was the word I was looking for. Um, Typical uh, kneeling things as people do. But then they also added the point of unity um, or a moment of unity. Sorry. And then adding, um, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter uh, paint on some of the touchdowns. And there's still people that are not into it. And it's just such a corrosive awful mentality to have and it persists in one of the you know most trying times 
that you know one can think of, be it in Canada or the United States. It's uh, it's really, really something. And compared, I'm I'm trying to shape this in a way. We have footballs um, dragging their feet to try and get some sort of social consensus around it for the league themselves. Well, hockey um, in the playoffs, I thought, really tried to hit it as front on as they could with, um, uh, you know, uh, we skate for black lives, black lives matter. And of course, I'm making the same face, Tara. Yeah, no, I I totally disagree with you. (laughs) Oh, wait, did I miss it? All right. Take it away. Well, I mean, no, I don't, I, everybody has their own opinion, but I I actually think that there was quite a consensus that the NHL (laughs) skirted around the issue, um, quite dramatically, actually. Because there was no Black Lives Matter, they were yeah. they were not saying it, mm-hmm. um, and you know poor Matt Dumba's out there by himself, and and you know and then and then we had um, Ryan Reeves, and you know there were a couple of guys along with some of the Dallas Stars, but but not much, right? You kind of like you, it was just I really wanted somebody to to step out and to to take a stand. Luckily. I think, you know, after the NBA boycotted and the WNBA boycotted, because let's not forget that I think everything has started with the WNBA's movement. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. But also, so, I mean, I, I do think that when, when you know, the players made the decisions to put those games on hold for a couple of days, that was the moment. But that came, that was, that was late. Yeah, and the late. NHL themselves left it up to the players, but the NHL itself, I don't think has made enough of a statement. That's my own personal view. And that's totally correct. I yeah. framed it incorrectly. <laughs> I was trying to make, draw as much of a comparison between football because I was thinking Colin Kaepernick years ago. Oh yeah. Football just being like, ah, we're not even going to you know touch that. Yeah. While hockey seemed to advance faster than that. That was the point I was trying to make. So but you're totally right. There is so, so much more that both the league and players can do to facilitate, you know, uh, all of these hashtags that they have coming around. Uh, you know, hockey is for everyone in particular, which uh, you were speaking about with uh, Kim Davis. Mm-hmm. I forget. Was it two, three weeks ago or more? She I was, I think, her second episode. So a while back. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was like 11 weeks ago already. Of course. Right. Which is, I, I mean, Oh, sorry. And, yeah, no, that's okay. No, it's good. I mean, these things are supposed to, you know, live online forever. So whenever you watch it, you watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I, I, I understand that it's, you know, as a, a league, it, it can be difficult to um, come to a consensus on these things. But I just, for me, it's a matter of, you know, how are you going to sleep at night? What's the right thing to do? And how, and just why not just make common the notion that, we have to be decent to each other and mm-hmm. not kill people, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, why is that so complicated? Why is it so controversial? Like, it, what I really dislike about what's going on right now um, is how the Black Lives Matter movement is just about that. We matter. <laughs> and for them to, for there to be any kind of For it to to be an accepted notion that it's okay to protest that notion 
or to tell them to go home mm-hmm. and, or you know what I mean? Like they're out there, like the movement is out there demonstrating and, and it's peaceful, mm-hmm. but for, for, for it to be accepted that anything against that is all right drives me bonkers. There's a lot I don't understand about what's yeah. going on right now. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I mean, it's um, it's just very upsetting. It's upsetting. It's very upsetting. Yeah. <sighs> uh, so maybe some light at the end of the tunnel in that <laughs> regard. Uh, one of the things that came out from the league, or at least it came out of the Habs last week, was talking about how one of the executive members of the Habs, um, and maybe <laughs> France Margrethe Belanger, uh, was being assigned to, or at least going to be a part of the Executive Inclusion Council, which is said to uh, work together with the Hockey Diversity Alliance to try and combat, or you know, at least try to have an answer to uh, these inclusion issues in the sport. And it's not only this Executive Council; there's a Player Council, a Fan Council as well, or a Fan Committee, and uh, and then a Youth uh, Hockey Committee as well. So these four entities hopefully will be able to work together and uh, come up with a stronger response to, you know, all of this um, stuff that's gone unanswered for too long. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fingers crossed. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's a start, but we'll see. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> <sighs> and you and Fred, you and Logan Couture are friends again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when I reached out, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Um I mean, I think yes, we we had a conversation <laughs> and he apologized and um you know, it was just an it was an, a weird day and it was the same yeah. day that the NBA decided to to boycott and there was um a lot of oh, disappointment yeah. that that hockey didn't do the same. Mm-hmm. So it was just like a day that was fraught with stuff um and this was really part of it i mean yeah i mean for, yeah for people That's- out there who are listening i'll just just google me and Logan <laughs> and you'll find out there are articles about it but it was yeah i mean it was um it, the power of social media i mean it, it can be a really ugly place yes i yeah. think logan probably didn't have any experience getting piled on on social media until that day is my guess <laughs> Um, yeah, he, I mean, he came at me, I, I think it backfired. Um, yeah. And, but you know, it was, it blindsided me too. Um, you know, it was not nice to, to be confronted on Twitter by the captain of, uh, an NHL franchise, but we're, we're fine now. I I think he just, yeah, he was in a bad spot and, um, yeah, but I will say one thing is that, you know, I we got into this spat because I liked a tweet that was critical of him. And I, I guess, you know, I had never really thought of me liking a tweet as mm-hmm. wielding like any power. And so because I, I, you know, I mean, I I really only like tweets that I believe in. So I'm not saying that that wasn't a, a sort of tacit endorsement of the tweet itself, but I'm saying that. You know, it did give me a little pause for thought as to like, okay, so, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. I do have to be careful sometimes um, what I endorse and what I don't. Mm-hmm. But right. 
but at least now you're besties again, so yeah. Fine. Yeah, I don't it's know okay. if he's gonna be calling me again, but he has my number. So well, and give him credit for reaching out and apologizing. For sure, it did yeah. not sound like an easy thing to do. No, no. Yeah, at least there's that. Yeah, it's worth something. I have two questions that are. A little lighter, if that's okay. Yeah, please. Sure, Beth. <laughs> um, the first one is, I know that top of her game is still relatively new, mm-hmm. um, but are there like two or three uh, women that you'd like to have on that are on like your bucket list, maybe, that you'd like to talk to you? Well, I can tell you we've been... Um... We would love to have Sue Bird and Megan Rapino on yeah. together would be lovely. Oh, my God. Um, we have been um, barking up Abby Wambach's um, tree a lot. <laughs> um, I've sent a number of notes to Jamel Hill, who's a, oh, a yes. reporter. Um, well, you guys know. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Who else? Yeah, we have, a, I mean, we have a pretty, we have a pretty extensive chase list. And I mean, some of them, you know, I know, like. Megan Rapino and Sue Bird, like I know that's hard. Um, I know they're very in demand, but you know, you you'll you'll never know. Don't try. Yeah. Um, Laisha Clarendon, we've been trying to get to. I mean, we need. I I really just I want to talk to somebody from from the Wubble, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I really do feel strongly that the the WNBA is really led the charge and in, in the yes. discussion and momentum surrounding these sort of racial justice issues. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but there's, there's tons. No, okay, that's great. Awesome. <laughs> um, and then my second question is if, uh, people listening who have never heard any song, uh, by your previous band, um, what, what song, what one song would you recommend that you listen to first on Spotify? Well, our, so we, hmm, our, we had a pretty big song at the time in the U.S. called Beautiful. Um, and that was like a big hit in 1998. Oh, my God. Um, and then we had a, a big song. Our biggest song in Canada was called Sometimes Want to Die. And um, it's a sort of tongue in cheek. It actually got taken off the radio uh, during 9-11. So it was exactly oh, out wow. 19 years okay. ago because oh, they took everything off the radio that had any mm-hmm. kind of death or any slight, <clears throat> didn't want to make people sort of feel bad. So anyway, it's uh, but it is, it's not a morbid song at all. It's a very, it's kind of poppy rock. So cool. uh, can I say two songs? Yeah. Beautiful yeah. or sometimes want to die. Okay. I would say beautiful is like the best sentiment though. It's it's a very empowering song. Awesome. Looking them up right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like looking because um, when I realized that I couldn't watch things on the Sportsnet website, um, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe I can listen to it on Spotify. So I'm like looking in your, looking up your name on Spotify, and I was like, this is all her music, which is great. <laughs> yeah. That's not what I need right now. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Explain that one more time, Beth. What? <laughs> nothing, nothing. No. I was, yeah, like, okay. oh, this is great. I was like excited about it. I was like, this is really cool. Right. But I, but it <laughs> wasn't it the interview. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. Joy um, drop. Let's go. Should we, 
see. Should we uh, shift over to Habs for a second? Are you ready for this part, Tara? I am, as long as, you know, like you're not talking to me about draft. <laughs> order, oh, no. Like, oh, no. How we many, keep it how many, around here. <laughs> how many picks they have in the first round on October 6th or whatever oh. it is. <laughs> I mean, you're you're really going down my list here, Tom. <laughs> no, so well, I just want I want to go back to the playoffs. Habs versus Pittsburgh. Who did you have? I. I, I oh no! I oh no! I know. I mean, my. We're not going to be mad. My yeah, no, I did not have the Habs. I did not. <laughs> Nobody did. No. Nobody did. Except for us three. Yeah. yeah, honestly, we were, we were thinking like, you know, if there's a team the Habs can beat, it might be the Penguins. And, and <laughs> you know, lo and behold, there it was. But um, so so okay, so the Habs beat the Penguins, and what did you think of that? Because some of the games they handedly handled the Penguins. Mm. Yeah, I think. I mean, I you know, not to sort of blame it on the weirdness. You know, I did think right. that though that preliminary round was it's just a bit weird right like everybody's sort of getting their footing and being in the bubble and um you know Pittsburgh just didn't didn't look like Pittsburgh but but Montreal looked good you know and I think that you know even when they got knocked out um you know you have a lot of analysts saying we feel really good like Montreal should be happy you know Montreal should should feel good about where where they'll be in the future so uh, I think a lot of pleasant, pleasantly surprised fans out there. That's um, that's exactly our uh, testament to this as well. So um, yeah, hit the nail on the head. Yeah. That's very pleasing for us and our <laughs> listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you um, or do you have a favorite player from the playoffs? Like who surprised? Oh well, surprised. I mean, I think probably right now Braden Point is like having this crazy. Con Smythe worthy um, playoff run right now. So, I mean, I think anybody who's watched him knows what kind of a player he is, and it shouldn't be a too big of a surprise. Um, it's fun to watch Joe Pavelski score a ton of goals. Um, but I, you know, I grew up in Nova Scotia. I'm always, I love watching Sid and I love watching Nathan, and uh, Nate is just yeah. a beast. He's a beast. <gasps> yes, he is. So. Favorite yeah. hab? That was the question, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were a flair. You know, I was, I was thinking like, I, I guess we'll go in this direction for a bit. It's cool, but whatever. Um, God, that feels like so long ago. Yeah, it does. Can, can I go with Shea Weber? Is that yeah. fair? Yes, that's absolutely fine. Wow, this is wow, hitting the nail on the head. Like A plus yeah. four, it's all about. Oh man, <laughs> Shay and his one timers. <laughs> no, we're all we're big fans of Shay Weber, and mm -hmm. uh, also just a just we're so happy about the kids uh, Suzuki and Kotka and Yemi. Just mm -hmm. absolutely astonishing. Yes. Just night and day. Suzuki, you know, you could see Suzuki in the regular season, but Kotka and Yemi especially was just. Like I just said, night and day from when um, he was sent down injured in the AHL, comes back for the playoffs and did that. And it was very cool. I worked in the draft. I mean, I worked the draft every year, not this year, but um, and I was there when when Montreal picked him. And, you know, there was like this weird, like, bummed outness <laughs> in the crowd of like. Oh. <laughs> and so I'm super and he's, you know, he's 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 a sweet kid. And I and. So it's really nice to to see him excel. 
I, I want him to sort of prove everybody wrong. And he is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He really Yeah, and you're right. And they're these and Suzuki's a, a joy. For sure. Ladies, do they you recently guys... the Habs recently did um a little video of Kotkaniemi himself today watching the video of the day of the draft and he's got <laughs> such a good sense of humor he, he really does not does. take himself seriously <laughs> but like I, I don't know if you know the what lady <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The crowd that yeah the what, yeah. The what? <laughs> right and well I mean that... she was saying what a lot of people were thinking <laughs> it's true I know I know one person that was not surprised at all is our friend Grant McCagg yeah. He, was, he yeah. was very, very proud of that. Uh, he called it really early. Yeah, he called it like a year in advance. He's like, Habs going to pick Kokanyemi, A, B, and C are the reasons why. I'm writing it in stone. And lo and behold, there it was. But Veronica, yeah, the video. <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah. And he's just like, I guess she didn't like me very much. And he just has this he's big laugh. <laughs> laughing his, his head off. It's so Good. fun. Good. You got to laugh. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. Do you have anything, Beth? Um, you know, I'm not that no. interesting, so you're allowed to be <laughs> no. <done. laughs> no, I've got wiki pages, stuff on Spotify. Oh, you've got so much cool stuff. Yeah, you're a so much cool stuff. person. Oh, I'm old, it helps. I've <laughs> <You're not laughs> had a lot of time to do a lot of things. Oh, no, Experience. I like um, no, well, we would just love it if you came back. I would be happy to. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Next Monday? (laughs) (laughs) Great, guys. Thank you. Just take a week off. Why not, right? (laughs) Yeah. So thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being with us. Yeah. I have one question, actually. Dave, she's married. um, (laughs) Listen. Listen. That's all I'm I'm going to say. I'm just teasing. Okay. Tara, please. (laughs) What is your advice to a young Tara Sloan? Ooh, that's what I ask my guests. Mm. Look at you, babe. <laughs> it's funny because I do. I, I ask every guest that, and I, I haven't really sat down and thought about it myself, um, or at least not to come up with some kind of short-winded response. Um, I would say advocate for yourself. And take care of yourself. I think, you know, don't be afraid to, to speak up and talk about the things that you need and want in life and professionally. But also sometimes those things have to do with um, protecting yourself and saying no and taking care of yourself and, you know, not doing everything. And that's that's a lesson I wish I'd learned because I still have a hard time saying saying no to things and um yeah, boundaries. So, yeah, self advice. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. Yeah, nailed it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, we're all set. So Tara, thank you so so much for thank coming you so on. Thank you. It's been awesome. Thank you to all of you. I really really appreciate it. Great. Thank Looking you. forward to having you back. I'm coming back. Yay! <laughs> Have a good night. Thanks, thank Tara. You. Be well, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. What and a delight. David OJ kicked out Tara Sloan because I was sick of listening to her. No, she is awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. She is great. 
absolutely she, adore she her. She is she is awesome. Awesome. That was, um, that was an A plus guest. Yeah. Uh, like John Liu is like also an A plus guest. Yeah. As mm-hmm. is is yeah. so many other people that we have on like all the time. Yeah. Uh, wow, man, Tara Sloan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she's got it all going on. All Seriously. She's got it all she's been, going on. She's been hitting threes all her life. <laughs> just, just sinking them. No, no <laughs> rim. Just swish, swish, swish. <laughs> done. So we and have a little bit of time left. What's that? What a path. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Did we already talk about Victor Mete? Victor um, Mete and then Gallagher's comments from today. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And then um, we actually have a new Hab to talk about. Oh, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about Victor, though. Congratulations, Ooh, Victor. Victor! Yeah, just, just sealing up the lady, making sure that she can't you know, see anybody else. And there it is. Get the rock on there. You know, <laughs> the the rock got it back against the water. She sort of got nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just, just tie her to the rock and wait for the oh, serpent to come. Nailed it. That's marriage, according to Dave. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, it's super happy for him. That's awesome in the times of COVID. Cause, so congratulations yeah. to Victor Mate. And I forget what his girlfriend's name is because I am a terrible person. Probably Victoria. No. That I would don't know. Fit so I think his well. sister's name is Julie. Well, that's cool. Well, I don't know, I see her on Instagram. Too. Everybody's just turned off their video now. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm, we're on Instagram. I'm oh, looking I up. see. I see. Oh, I turned mine off because I was like, oh. I'm using a valuable processing power, Just which is not. Ooh. Oh. I was sick today. I'm yeah, sorry. But there's I'm... no way I was going to reschedule Tara. I, I had a busy day, but it has nothing to do with hockey. But it's a good story for the end of the episode. Okay. It's kind of it's a dumb story. It's one of those oh, stories where um, where my commitment. Her name's Courtney. Courtney Mete. Wow, <laughs> for sure. I <laughs> I hope he I hope That's he put in be one a fun of those. That is gonna be a fun. Oh my gosh, him and freaking KK. Just, oh just playing NHL twenty. Just yeah. <laughs> Get it. That's cool though. That's cool. A good uh, uh, weddings are very fun if you're sometimes. Distance. Yeah. Sometimes if you're not into wedding party, it's hilariously fun. <laughs> um. So, so what uh, was your story? Victor Mate. Well, we got more half stuff to talk about. Uh, oh. Brandon Gallagher's comments, Beth. Yeah. You seem to have the uh, your your you seem to have the pulse of that. What happened? Brandon Gallagher said. Yeah. That there are pieces currently within the organization whose um, presence in the organization would determine whether or not he makes remaining with the Habs a priority in the future. So there are players on the team and potentially other notable people that don't necessarily are on the ice, but there are there are people in the organization where if they were to leave or be traded or be fired, that if they were no longer there, that that would make Brendan question his fidelity or his primary fidelity to the Habs. And he might, and if they are gone, he might consider 
other pastures when his contract is up. What well, was the question? Um, that's a good question, honestly. Yeah. I don't remember. I just heard the sound bite that the Habs put out. Right. Well, just sounds like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. Makes he, sense. Like, he likes playing with the best goalie in the world. Um, you know, they've got a good thing going on there with Shea Weber. And, um, yeah. You, you wonder if that's who he was talking about. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great answer. Uh, I think it probably was genuinely from him. But it also sounds like um, a little bit of a script from an agent. You know? Um, Damn it. He's Mark not going anywhere. Mark Bergevin isn't trading Brendan Gallagher. No. no he's too he's too much of a Bergevin player. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Unless we're unless we're getting somebody like Sidney Crosby back, I don't think it's happening. Oh. Oh, I know. Say <laughs> 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 Um. Yeah. It's much ado. I, I I'm sure there was much ado about nothing on the mm. Twitter, which I wasn't there all day. Oh my God. Everyone was having a great time about the new Hab still. Jesus Christ, <laughs> people. Freaking, they? Oh, yeah. Just, okay. They were just going at it. Freaking cats and dogs. Oh, God. September 12th. Canadiens acquired defenseman Joel Edmondson from the Hurricanes. The only Hurricane that I think I know aside from Sebastian Ajo. Um, he, Montreal sent... Uh, the Hurricanes, a fifth-round pick, which would come up to 139 overall, uh, a little bit after Mate's, uh 2020? In 2020, yes. Yeah. So this year. So, yeah. But Joel Edmondson is such a – they still, despite having Romanov coming in, they still want another defenseman to, to, um, to come in. Now – and crap, I don't have this – I don't have this prepared, but somebody who spoke lavishly about Edmondson is Grant McCagg. Why did the Blues make it make their cup run and eventually get to the cup? McCagg says that Edmondson was not an an insignificant part of that run. <laughs> I think that's some high praise. He is a veteran uh, player, uh, five uh, yeah five seasons with the Blues, and then uh, three seasons with the um, oh shoot what am I talking about here? Hurricanes. <clears throat> Oh, something else is actually going on here. Oh, no. What? What? I am. Wow. How come I can't read this? Do, 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 do. Do you have maybe you need glasses? Uh, okay. Six seasons in total. Five with the five with the blues. One with Carolina. So he is a seasoned defenseman. And I'm trying to find out where he shoots. 6'4", 216. He's a big dude, too, you know. So he's probably going to lay in a hurt, and he's probably going to slot in on that third pairing, which – and the whole conversation was what's going to happen to Victor if we're picking up this guy who has – who can, number one, contribute on the point sheet and play defense defense. Hmm. And that was the whole caboodle hmm. here going on. Me, I like Victor, but it, it is a thing because, man, he doesn't get points. No. Despite despite the speed, despite the passing, he has such talent, mm -hmm. but they need some point production. Now, I'm not saying that Joel Edmondson is going to you know, break the bank when it comes to points, but the guy at least contributes more 
than say Victor Maytag. So, but we have to see. I'm excited to see it. They're trying to get people to make that decor solid. Yes. And Edmondson is kind of like, oh, that was the comparison. McCag um, uh, compared Edmondson to the really good looking guy. Shit. The really good looking guy. Scandella. Oh, Scandella. Yeah, Scandella. <gasps> oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Marco Scandella. Yes. <laughs> yes. Reminded of him chopping wood. Yeah. Instagram story. Could chop wood near me any day. Anyway, <laughs> Edmondson, McCag actually likes Edmondson. He say he says that Edmondson is a Scandella point five, a little huh? bit better. Hmm. Interesting. Good. Interesting bit of information. And now I remember Uh-oh. he was the one. Um, and not th- this playoffs, but the playoffs last year, mm. I kept on hearing Edmonton. Yeah. Oh. oh. Me crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's actually Edmondson, the player. Edmondson. So we have that to look yeah. forward to if next season resumes. Or Son. if wow. next season begins. That's quite a thing to say. Well, because well, there's one thing. It, it's one thing to have half of the teams in the NHL playing in bubbles, but you can't expect expect them to do that for you know the whole. I just don't know how it's going to look. I understand. No, no, I'm with you. I'm I'm very curious to see how they're going to you know do like that travel and all that stuff. Yeah, I agree. It's going to yeah. be. Yeah. Um. So the, the only. I'm sorry, go ahead. This way is the only way that it would work for me. Um, like, just this, like, shortened, I guess, not not really shortened. I guess they made, they made the postseason longer. Yeah. But I'm, um, kind, of, I'm kind of wondering, maybe um, uh, get bubbles together in safe places, right? Mm-hmm. And every week do one conference, then the other, other conference, or something like that. I mean, yeah, it's... It's kind of crazy because it's like you're only swapping, you know, conferences every freaking time. So I don't know. I really don't yeah. know. I have no idea. Yeah. No, no idea. No idea. Zero. People who make a lot of money get paid to make these decisions. But I was thinking the other day, like, the only the only situations of return to work that we've found are successful are these bubble situations that the NBA and the NHL have have you know been successfully executing and and i just don't understand why the notion that anything else than what they're doing works to contain this virus yes so i just i just don't i just see it all going to hell if they're getting on planes and cabs and hotels and whatever right in a hand basket yeah (laughs) that's right I agree. It's gonna be really unless there's fun. a vaccine. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Um. Also, the Canadiens announced loaning Hayden Verbeek to the to the Bankska Bistrica H wow. Hockey Club zero five apostrophe. Cool. That's the Slovakia. So Hayden Verbeek's going out over there to play a bit. Verbeek was one of our AHL, ECHL guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually played for the Adirondack Thunder, and I got to see him in Glens Falls, in Glens Falls, New York, uh, for a game or two. And, um, man, he looked out of place in the ECHL. 
like whenever he was on the ice, the Thunder were thumping. And I mean, you know, ECHL, you're getting all sorts of crazy skill levels when it comes to players. Mm-hmm. And um, Hayden Verbeek, he's definitely an AHLer. I think he just needs uh, maybe another year or two to get really gets his stride. Is he going to be a Montreal Canadien? Ah, probably like a fourth liner type of kid, but he would be an excellent rocket player. So we'll have to see how that works out. <clears throat> and he's expected to be at training camp in 2020 in the 2021. And so yes. is Romanov, no? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't say why I'm saying yes, but yes. Yes. That's more hope, but I get why not, you know. And that's going to be the big thing. Romanov's going to be an interesting piece. He's going to be the the star everyone's going to be looking at and hammering whenever he does something, right? Yeah. But he's practiced with the team in the bubble, and he's definitely going to be at a training camp. And he's going to be expected to know how to play on North American ice. And that's going to be the big thing that everyone has to understand is that all his life he's played on European ice. And now he has to play on, you know, smaller ice. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to see. But, 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 but the European ice, um, they changed it this past season. So while he was still there, that all of the rinks had to be either 200 by 85 or 200 by 95 with the exception of two rinks which were not his team's rink and neither of those were his team's rink and those two rinks have to be done I think by the 21-22 season so all of the rinks in the KHL are closer to NHL size now huh yes well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's going to be more of play style adjustments than it is ring size adjustments. And just awareness, too, because he has to, you know, being a defenseman, he has to be skating yeah. backwards a whole hell of a lot. He has to know where the boards are. He has to know where the net is. It's got, it's a, it's a, there's a lot going on, despite just saying, oh, just play the same position on smaller ice. There's, I'm really curious to see how well he's going to adapt or how not well. He might be terrible at it. He might be skating backwards and end up in the parking lot. We don't know. <laughs> we It'd don't be know. embarrassing, but, you know, what can happen? <laughs> and that's it. We're out of time. Good job, everybody. We're Good out of time. Good job. Well you didn't done. get to tell your story. I'll yeah. tell my story now. Okay. Okay. We're in the we're in the modern age of technology, right? Last time I checked. So Ooh. I have a friend that wants to come by to watch a movie. I'm like, okay, no problem. We'll stream it. This movie does not exist on any streaming platform. What? None. The only thing that I found was that you can rent it off of YouTube. Excuse me? The movie in question, Blade Runner 2049. This movie came out three years ago, starring Ryan Gosling and Harrison fucking Ford. <laughs> Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Wow. 20 years ago? No, no, no. Three years ago. Oh, three years ago. Okay. The movie title is Blade Runner 2049, <clears throat> which is a sequel, to those that care, of the original Blade Runner that did come out, like, forever ago, 20, 30 years ago. And it was a bit of a cult classic science fiction Bible for people. Thank you, Ridley Scott. And also directed by Denis Villeneuve, the new one. Who mm. was heading the Dune project that's coming out in December. And moving on to my story. So, 
I have to somehow find out a way to watch this movie because for whatever reason, I didn't own it because I never think about owning physical copies of movies anymore because we kind of, you know, put that, you know, off the yeah. wayside in 2015. So, okay, I go to Best Buy at the mall over the weekend, right? The mm-hmm. big mall, Crosskeys, mm-hmm. Best Buy. So I go over there and I'm looking in the, in the, you know, in the, in the movie section and... I can't find it. So I get a guy and the guy says, uh, so this movie was made in 2017. We don't stock movies that old. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Because, you know, I see Star Wars. I see Groundhog's Day. I see, like, classic movies that do sell. And I was like, shit. So we've entered this period of streaming. And I start to panic. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Target. Because <laughs> FYE was closed. So I go to Target. Same story over there. They do not have a copy of it. But then they say, oh, but we do have a copy in Latham. So I drive from Albany to Latham, which is like a 15-minute-ish trip. And I get to the Target in Latham, and they say, nah, we're, we're out of stock. We, we don't have it here. I was like, Jesus Christ. So I come back home disgruntled. And, I, I, and I'm now fully committed to getting this movie shipped to me until I get online and I do Blade Runner Blu-ray. It came up, but it's in a Best Buy in goddamn Saratoga, which is a half hour trip away. But they only have one in stock, and that's it. I was mm. like, oh, my God. So, oh, actually, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. You know that second Target I went to? They only had copies in 4K. Oh. And DVD, not Blu-ray. I was like, huh, how interesting that was. I didn't understand it. So. No. Today, I drove a half hour to Saratoga, walked in, got my copy of Blade Runner 2049 for eight bucks. It's like, Jesus, that's cheap for a Blu-ray, I would think, and drove all the way back. So I, I spent a lot of time tracking down this Blu-ray of a movie that came out three years ago that was like a sci-fi, like, wonderkind and I was just, I was deeply surprised hmm. and astonished. And that's my stupid story. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be so hard to find. I know! Right? 2020! <laughs> you should be able to have anything at your fingertips. Wait, it, 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 it's not on Hulu. It's not on Netflix. That's ridiculous. It, it's not on HBO Max. It's not on Skinamax. It's not on freaking <laughs> uh, the Disney? other... It's on, yeah, it's on Disney. Um, <laughs> but it's on anything. I was surprised. It's a Warner Brothers movie. So I'm kind of thinking, I wonder if Warner Brothers is like really tight knit on, on their movies. But I just, it's it's just too much. Yeah. I was, I was anyways, I got it. And it, it took a lot of doing today to get it. And you did it. I did it. Gosh you darn it. And did now, it. It's in, now it's in my shelf and it's sitting there. Yeah. So when do you get to watch it? I have no idea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have but zero. you were just on a mission today. I was on to a mission. I'm like, I gotta find your this copy. Thing. Yeah, and I was just, it's 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 incredible because like, say if this problem happened like 15 years ago, you'd be lost. Mm. 2005. No idea where this thing could be. But that was my story. And that's it. We had Tara Sloan on everybody. Tara that Sloan. Tara Sloan. That was incredible. Amazing. I want to take her out for a drink as friends with everybody else here with us. <laughs> that would be fun. Yes. Yeah. 
That would be a lot of fun. That would be so much fun. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Let's okay, go, good. girls. We still gotta get Shania on. Yes. Yeah, that's gonna be our next our next guest. We I think we actually have to contact a publicist about that one. (laughs) But we I we never found out who a publicist was. That website made me wanted me to put like credit card information in. Oh, don't do that. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I'm like I'm not paying to find out who a publicist is. But like. Again, what if we have to pay? Be like, should I? We have, we have two hundred dollars. <laughs> to our name. To our name. American dollars. American dollars, not Canadian, for an hour. Wow. Can you, can you wear, can you wear the sequin jumpsuit? Okay. We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> We gotta go. Okay, we gotta go. Goodbye. 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 Thank you for listening. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.